We have a very exciting week ahead of us and we just had an amazing one. Welcome to This Week in Mexico. My name is Luis Rodela, host of this year podcast. This is the week number 24 of the year. We just had an election and I wanted to do something different for this podcast. I want to read less and talk to you and explain to you more freely. I hope this will be an improvement to this podcast. I don't know how it will result, but well, we are learning a lot of what, what we're doing and hopefully this will go for the best. Uh, so sorry if you hear me hesitate a lot more. I will be trying to be more spontaneous when sharing uh, an opinion. You see, <laughs> you see how I'm mumbling, but it's all right. Hopefully uh, this will be improving and getting better every, every day. Um, I am not all that worried. I don't have a big audience as of today. Hopefully that will also improve in the future. But thank you for listening and thank you for learning with me. Please send your feedback. My name in Instagram is at Luis Rodela. You can also contact me through this, to, through wherever you listen to the podcast. You will see the links through my social media and my platforms. So, in context, today we're going to speak about to something that is fundamental to every economy, to every country, and it's a matter of debate everywhere I go and everywhere we see, and that is the healthcare system. So I, in this week in context, I want to explain to you and let you know how it is that the healthcare system is organized in Mexico. And it's very, very social. Actually, since 1943, we have the biggest social security institution in Latin America, which is the Instituto Mexicano de Seguro Social, translated as uh, Mexican Institute of Social Security. It has almost 8,000 units that include clinics, hospitals, administrative offices, attention models, daycare centers, funeral homes, theaters, and others. It has around 115,000 doctors and residents, and around 140,000 nurses and assistants. So this is a very, very big system of social security, um, health, but also it is in charge of health, but it is also in charge of the retirement system, most, most of the retirement system. Um, up to today, it still is because we have a growing population in mid 90s. And, and the beginning of the 2000s, we saw a reform. The, so retirement and new generations that started working this century are no longer part of this public pension system and are not accumulating systems, not, are not accumulating funds in the, in the public system. They are accumulating funds in the private system. The thing is that when people saved in the public system, the government immediately spent that money in social security. So there's no money left today. What's what happens that the government through taxes has to finance all of this retirement. Although it takes care of most of the population, except uh, informal workers and government officials who have institutions of their own quality in this IMSS, the Mexican Institute of Social Security, is not that good. When you picture a hospice in the US or in Europe, it is more close to what IMSS calls a hospital. Beds are not always available. I've entered emergency rooms that are just chairs, one next to the other, and people are under observations there. And it's not 
very um, fancy at all. It's not very healthy. Some procedures, when you when you appoint a surgery, may take months in order for you to get that surgery. And even when you get that appointment, the surgery may be taken for later, or because there is lack of availability of operating rooms. I've known people with an appointment that present themselves, the date of the appointment, and the operation is rejected because of this problem. Workers with higher incomes in Mexico usually have access to private hospitals. Those are cool, very fancy in some cases, are more hotels and hospitals. They do this via private insurance. So this institute gets all of the money from because all all businesses are obligated to pay for their workers to be affiliated to this institution even if the workers decide not to attend the institute that's by law but workers are um, able to choose if they want additional insurance i've known cases in which the worker has a private insurance and the funds end and then they have to go back to public insurance so this is something that is available for everyone also medications that are very expensive thus the social security system is a way for the worker to get the medication for free in some cases because we nowadays have a crisis in which medicines are not available and are missing due to bad administration of this institute financial crisis and that's something that has defined in the last two decades this system there is budget cuts there is also the retirement problem because population is aging about uh, out of the 980 billion pesos of budget that is roughly 49 billion dollars 28 billion dollars go to pensions go to retirement are deposited in, in people who have retired that is 57 percent of its annual budget and that is similar to what government transfer is for their budget that is similar to the amount huge amount of taxes coming out from of the money coming out from taxes that they receive also it is important to notice that during felipe calderon's term which is two presidents ago uh, a popular insurance was created but enrique peña nieto ended it popular insurance was a system of clinics and hospitals available for everyone even if you do not have a job this is important to know in IMSS, only workers and their families are allowed to get attention what happens if you lose your job you no longer have insurance because your boss is no longer obligated to pay for that insurance so you have two options either you don't get insurance or you pay for a private insurance or well you can also um, pay yourself to be in the in the public health care system which is not wisely enough but sometimes it is the best a worker can do but okay but you have options you have options and one option was this popular insurance it is very funny to to say this because in mexico calderon 
the president who instituted the popular insurance, belongs to the National Action Party, which is or was or we no longer know considered or the right-wing party of the country, and PRI, the 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 party of President Enrique Peña Nieto, is more of a center party. It, it makes no commitment with an ideology. Uh, ideology is not that important in Mexico, and people are not aware of economic policy differences from one party or the other, if the left or the right. Personality. Personality tends to be more important. And the key factor when voting for a candidate, when voting for a brand or a party. The future of IMSS is uncertain. And there is fear that in order to finance the deficit it provokes, there is a fear that the retirement funds may be expropriated from. To, by the government. This means workers or people who started working over the last decades have been saving a part of their salary in what you would call a 401k fund. I, I think that's the equivalent. Uh, it, it, it works a bit different, of course, but, but those funds are in private institutions that are called AFORES and funds for retirement. And those funds have been menaced by some of the congressmen, by some politicians, as a way to finance this deficit in IMSS. Health is an issue in Mexico, but the average voter has no opinion on matter as complicated as healthcare. We tend to ignore that which we don't understand, and we save it for later, and that's exactly what happens. In Mexico, what you would be, what would be considered a big debate in any other country in the world, um, the, the regular Mexican will tell you that healthcare system is bad, but it's all we have. And now, the five conversations you need to follow this week in Mexico. Number one, elections are over, and the winners are the citizens. As you know, we had a very an environment of a very violent environment before the election, and we had uh, we had an election day that was very peaceful. Some there is of course some black spots, some red spots, some some incidents, but those incidents were isolated, and of course the the institute and the volunteers that handled the elections worked perfectly during this Sunday. The official party remains strong but has lost seats in Congress. Why is this important? Big reforms require the absolute majority that up to now the, op the official party has in Congress. This will be no longer truth when the new Congress goes into session. The abolition of the Elections National Institute or other priority decisions are up to now no longer that easy to achieve by the president. So what can we expect? Everyone has declared victory. Every party, every wing, every politician has declared themselves the winner of this election. But the truth is, there are no clear winners. We have a divided country. We had it before the election. We have it still. And many controversies are still going to be solved in tribunals, in courts of, ju in just courts of justice, regarding elections results, especially those uh, places where the election was left in cliffhangers in, in a couple hundred votes or less than one percent of the vote 
and we will have very entertaining years ahead of us until the next presidential election is held within three years. Number two, the president of the Mexican Supreme Court of Justice has had his term extended by two years. The law was published a day after the election. Why is this important? Just imagine that in your country, the, well, differently from what happens in the US, I don't know about other countries, where the Supreme Court justices get a lifetime uh, appointment in Mexico, their terms, I'm I'm sorry, I don't have the, the 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 number, but it expires in a couple years. Uh, so, if the the Congress decides that another chair of another power can get his period extended for two, three, four, or five years, that means that Congress can also have the power to extend a president or a governor's term just because they voted to do so. So, an extension like this is seen as a precedent and it may mean if the court constitutional that Congress can extend anyone's term. Elections were important in part because of this. It will not be that easy to do that in the future But what can we expect? There is uncertainty, as the bill's constitutionality has been protested. Who, to whom has been this bill been protested? Of course, to the Supreme Court of Justice, which is part of this case. The president of the court has not recused himself from the case, and this is, of course, another test to the future of our democracy. This week in Mexico, number three, Loki is available on Disney+. Plus. The Marvel Universe is a very big deal, and over the weekend you'll be listening to a lot of conversations regarding the first chapter of the Loki series. Also, as the economy is opening, people is are going to the movies a lot more, and there is great movies today. They are enjoying, we are enjoying Cruella, The Conjuring 3, and The Quiet Place Part 2. If you feel safe enough, in your community or if you have been fully vaccinated going to the movies may seem like a good idea to do this weekend and of course you will be part of the conversation if not some of these movies are available for streaming in their legal digital platforms number four green party the partido verde ecologista de mexico paid influencers to promote vote for their party a day before the election Why is this important? Around 95 influencers, singers, actors, and media personalities promoted the party at the same time. In Mexico, that is forbidden. Three days before the election, all parties are obligated to stop the promotion. That is what we call the veda electoral, which is uh, some days of silence that are given to the population in order for them to reflect on their boat and those are days that parties are not allowed to do this uh, marketing and people people get tired of, of, of political campaigns these days are holy days and well Partido Verde has violated this veda electoral for many elections actually 
Investigations are in order and investigators will need to track payments back to the party in order for them to have consequences. In Mexico, super PACs are not legislated. They are not allowed. They are not forbidden. So private funding that is independent from party may be seen as corruption, may be seen as illegal. Parties receive contribution by the government. Uh, and that is the, their main source of income. But they may also uh, receive private contributions. Independent contributions is something that parties in Mexico have not as of today discovered. So what can we expect? Usually these types of cases end up in nothing. This is something that the Green Party has done in the past and I believe it will be continue it will continue doing. The party is a pariah of politics in Mexico. I'm sorry for for giving you my opinion on this. It never goes to an election on its own. It always gets associated to the party leading the voting in order not to lose not to lose its registry and that's the way it has grown and it has grown over the years and over the years without a clear um, ideology. They just send out very popular um, claims of loss that, that they will promote, that will appeal to the electorate, but without a clear ideology. They are just looking to maintain their place and to increase the funding they receive from the government that's all they do they don't govern at all i'm sorry but this this kind of personally upsets me number five kamala harris visited mexico it is unclear if she talked to the president about freedom of the press and ngos but it was a good visit uh, funny thing the president of mexico when receiving her he called her presidente cabala president cabala getting the name and the title wrong when the press asked him about it he joked and said ya estoy chochando which means something in the lines of i'm getting senile haha <laughs> very funny what can we expect despite the fact that the u.s party is from the left and the president is from the left too i mean biden is a democrat uh, which is uh, the left party in the U.S. President Andrés Manuel López Obrador is from Morena, which is allegedly uh, a left party. And I say allegedly because the leader of the left, Cuauhtémoc Cárdenas Olorzano, just declared a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast, he declared that Morena was not a party from the left, but most of their approach or to their ideas and, and mo most of their followers support the left ideology but these are the democrat party and the morena party are very different in their approach to politics the style of lopez obrador i can say is more similar to that of donald trump and he had actually more affinity towards towards the past president they hang out very well we expect a bumpy relationship between the u.s government and the mexican government that will hopefully benefit both countries in the future. There are many, many um, subjects in which Mexico can be assisted by the dialogue with the United States, by the leadership of the United States of America. And, in, and of course, there is a lot of that Mexico can contribute as a main commercial partner the US and we expect that to be improved in the following years no matter the government because we have a very very strong industry that seeks to keep 
growing the relationship with the industry in the market in the US. But well, it is time to go. I am Luis Rodela and I hope we can connect through social media. My Instagram is at Luis Rodela, that is at L-U-I-S-R-O-D-E-L-A. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm sorry for all the mumbling. Please feel free to share it with whomever you might benefit from it. This has been a week in Mexico. See you next week.